Keep your eyes wide open. Keep your head on a swivel, but don't fear fear. We've got that coming up as a big part of the show tonight. Japan is not screwing around when it comes to criminals, and the U.S. could learn a fast lesson from the way they deal with them in Japan. And you just want to get away from it all? I mean, the planet Earth? There is a way, but it ain't cheap. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Thursday. Yeah, two more days left of the week. We're just starting on our Thursday morning. Thank you so much for popping by. I really do appreciate it. Whatever time of day, I notice a lot of people that don't happen to watch it live do catch the show on our tape-delayed rerun, and we appreciate that. By all means, thank you. Be sure you share the show out. Most importantly of all, be sure you reach over there, over there and hit that follow button follows the show free for you and uh, doesn't cost a dime helps the show out a lot we thank you for that also our locals channel there's a big red button there that says join you can join us on locals for some exclusive viewer supporters only video content i record one every day or two stick it up there just short little mini pieces about something going on or promoting the show or whatever it might be you'll get to see me in my natural environment <laughs> Hey, Bodybuilding684, hello there. Promoting a Rumble account. Well, by all means, you know what? I know a lot of people don't like you putting links in the live chats. I don't care. If you want to promote yourself on my show, I absolutely welcome that. Welcome you in. I would ask you just return the favor and hit that follow button for my show. But whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want to promote, whether you're a bot or not, whatever, stick it in the live chat. We'd be happy to uh, talk about it and say hi to you. And that is uh, Bodybuilding684. I will check out your channel or whatever that is you're promoting after I'm done with my show. So, <laughs> all right, cool. Let's go over to our first sponsor tonight because they pay to be here and they really are an incredible company and that of course is blackout coffee i drink a ton of coffee folks all day long it's here with me right now and there is no better coffee you will find on the planet than blackout coffee now i say that because this coffee is amazing but in addition you see that be awake not woke Get some coffee with some values. And that is exactly what we're talking about when it comes to Blackout Coffee. This company was founded on the principles of conservative values. Hard work, personal responsibility, family, respect, traditional American values, and the best fresh roasted coffee all done in-house. This is not one of those huge, giant Starbucks conglomerate things where you buy the beans and who knows when they were roasted. This has a small batch roasting policy, which means you place your order, and normally within 24 to 48 hours, they roast your beans, only once you've ordered. Then, another few days for shipping, and it arrives at your door. Those are fresh roasted beans, and i got to tell you, the difference between fresh roasted coffee beans and the ones you buy that have been sitting on the shelf forever, night and day. Abso you will absolutely notice the difference. By the way, the reason Dan Bongino's face keeps popping up there is uh, because he has his own blend at Blackout Coffee. They've got tons of blends there from real dark roasts, uh, flavorful, powerful espresso. And if you're not that much into coffee, they have some amazing hot cocoa flavors, really nice ones, and some teas too, incredible teas over there. So not just for the coffee fan, but if you are a coffee fan, you are going to want to check out Blackout Coffee. When you do, use the link in our show notes and at checkout, use our promo code for 20% off your first order. You don't have to, or just buy a single bag to try them out. Give them the test run. You'll be amazed and you'll be back. J20 is our promo code, J-A-Y-20 at checkout, and you will get 20% off your first order from Blackout Coffee. Wow. Thank you, Blackout Coffee. We appreciate you being here. 
And uh, yeah. All right. On with it. On with it and up with it. Make no mistake. The attacks on Israel, rape, torture, beheadings, families shot to death in their beds, babies slaughtered, absolute, pure, plain and simple evil. It's the stuff of Nazis, ISIS, kind of atrocities committed by animals. In fact, I, you know, animals would have more compassion than these beasts do. A lot of people in the Democratic Party would have you believe that Israel is the evil one, as if that country's efforts to protect itself from terrorists are in some way equivalent to the mass genocides of Hamas. Now, the propaganda online and in media reports these days, these last few days, including today, has been off the charts. I talked yesterday about the leaked memo from the Canadian Broadcast Network advised their journalists not to refer to them as terrorists, describing Hamas. Called it an opinion rather than a fact. Well, the fact is, no amount of rhetorical gymnastics is going to sugarcoat what happened in Israel. You sort out the fact from fiction. We're doing our best to bring you a unvarnished truth about what is happening over there, the good and the bad. Even though it's ugly, sickening to have to watch these videos of this massacre. Especially when the real journalists would have you focus on some bullshit Republican Party squabbles rather than Joe Biden's malfeasance in enabling Iran to fund Hamas terrorism. He could freeze that money right now with the stroke of a pen. He's not going to do it. We cannot, we cannot and will not look away from this mess. The leader and the founding member of Hamas, Khalid Mashal, gave a speech today asking Muslims all around the world to do the following. Number one, show anger, especially tomorrow, in Muslim countries and also among Muslim diaspora around the world. He called it the Friday of al Aqsa flood. He said this will send a message of rage to Zionists and to America. He asked for financial help from all Muslims around the world to help with their money, called it financial jihad, asking Muslims to give to the fighters of Gaza in order to compensate them for their destruction. Number three, asked for political pressure from Muslim leaders and nations to stop Israel's military invasion of Gaza. Number four, the most important thing, he asked all Muslims around the world to carry jihad by their souls, to fight and be martyrs for Al-Aqsa. He wants Muslims to fight against Jews starting with Muslims who live in the countries surrounding Israel, Jordan, Syria, Lebanon, Egypt, other countries too, to go to the border, try to enter, each by his own means. He said, this is the time for jihad to be applied on the ground, rather than just in theory. He asked the Mujahideen to go in long caravans to spill their blood on the land of Palestine. And these are his final words. Funds are important, but today we are asking for your blood and souls to be sacrificed for Palestine. This is from the leader of Hamas. 
I just don't see how this could get any worse. Do not fear fear, but keep your head on a swivel. Be aware of your surroundings. Jewish or not, if you are one of the non-believers, be aware of your surroundings. Maybe avoid some places. We wanted diversity, multiculturalism, and man, we got it good and hard. This is the end product of liberal ideas. We close our eyes to the kind of people we invited in, or in some cases didn't invite in. We just open the border and let them run in on their own accord. Pretended that they were all the same, really. Local Jews will be their primary targets. Let me see if I can get this to come up. All right, here we go. From London. You don't want to live in Swindon. It's full of Londoners. Take a look at this. Convicted Hamas sympathizer told a female UK shop worker, I'm going to cut off your head just two days after the Israeli attacks began. Fariz al-Jayousi, 36, followed a One Below worker, that's the name of the shop, around its Swinton store. He is a convicted Hamas sympathizer, said, I'm going to cut your head off. Followed the one below staff member around the store, repeatedly shouting, don't ignore me. The terrified worker retreated to the staff-only storage room, fearing for her safety and begging the 36-year-old to leave me alone. He has previously been convicted of terror offenses after wearing t-shirts supporting Hamas, Palestine, Islamic Jihad, in the large Jewish population of Golders Green in London. This, this is the kind of people we are dealing with. If you think the demons are going to spare you because you have that Che Guevara shirt on or a Palestinian flag in your dorm window. Now, I strongly suggest that you invest in some very expensive life insurance now. I said it before, I'm going to say it again. Don't fear fear. Don't let this fear make you cower, hide, but use it to make you aware Probably not a bad idea in the next day or two to avoid public transportation, airplanes, public events, shopping malls, any place there's a large gathering. Even if you're in a restaurant, most people will always try and when something bad happens, science and psychology tells us most people will try and get out of a place the same way they came in. You should know that's not always the best idea. For example, if you are in a restaurant, know that there is always a door in the kitchen that leads to the outside. Always. It's a fire code thing. So that front door, which may be the only visible way of getting out of that restaurant you're in, is not the only way out. And that little piece of knowledge could save your life if it goes down bad. Don't fear fear, but be aware. Be aware there are people out there who want you dead. And they don't care. They don't think like you and I. Lives to them don't matter. 
even women and children. Their thought processes are different. We value our women and children. They see them as a commodity, as something to be thrown away. They think differently, and you need to know that. When you're shaking your head and saying, how could they? It's up here, folks. All right. And I'll semi-lighten things up, and then we're going to get dark again. This guy has posted a, uh, I don't know who he is. Gad is his uh, handle, at Gad Dafna. And I've been told he is a Israeli comedian. But, man, did he say it right. Because you see these things about all the colleges who have come out in support of Palestine and against Israel. In fact, Harvard is about to get a big kick in the balls because one of their largest donors has just suggested after Harvard came out with this bullshit support of Palestine and Hamas, and one of their largest supporters said, you know what, I'm closing my checkbook. And I would suggest a lot of the other donators to Harvard do the same thing. Bam! Now Harvard's in some serious trouble. Because when it talks about the money, money talks, bullshit walks. All right, this guy, I've seen a lot of gay demonstrations in support of Palestine. What that tells me is you really, really have done no research know nothing about what Hamas, ISIS, and all those terrorist groups are about. This guy gets, gets it. I think it's a little ironic that the people who seem to be defending Hamas online are also the ones they'd be most likely to kill. Oh, no, no. I'm sure the Islamic terrorists would love you, queer intellectual feminist. We're freedom fighters. They're fighting for their land and I'm fighting for my right to purple hair. What the fuck? It's like a girl in a really toxic relationship. I know you don't like him because he kidnaps and murders people, but trust me, when I'm alone with him, he is such a sweetheart. I'm sorry, if your reaction to people being slaughtered, beheaded, raped, and burned alive isn't complete and utter disgust and horror, if your reaction is, yeah, but I mean, why? See it from their perspective. You need to get your fucking head checked, okay? I'm sure Jeffrey Dahmer had a rough childhood. That doesn't mean I empathize with him. If you want to free Palestine, free Palestine from Hamas. Boom. There you go. Truer words, my friends. Truer words. People just don't get it. I'm going to play a video for you. It's long. It's very long. It's about three, four minutes. But I have never seen anything of this sort before. It was shot by a fellow who was at the music concert in Israel when it was invaded, including some footage that he took as he was trying to escape. Now, if you're listening on our podcast on Spotify or Apple, wherever you get your podcast, I'm sorry, it is not in English. There are subtitles. So just bear with it. Go over to my Rumble show, watch the replay. You can see the subtitles. This is important. I don't play three, four minute cuts on my show. This is an exception because it is very much worth your time. טלי עמדה של מסאז'ים, כל היום מדהים עד שהגיעה שעה שש בבוקר. אנחנו רואים שובלים של טילים עולים. 
את המוזיקה, צועקים עם המסיבה נגמרה, כולם נכנסים לפאניקה, מתחילים להתפנות, לא יודעים מה לעשות, שוכבים על הרצפה, רצים לכל מקום, נהיה כאוס רציני במתחם. התחלנו לשמוע יריות מרחוק, מסתכל על הג'יפ, אנחנו נכנסים לתוך סרט. אל תצאו משם. מה יש? מלא מחבלים ברחובות. האנשים תופסים את הראש, מה עושים? התחיל להתקרב הירי 400 מטר, 300 מטר. מתחילים לרוץ לכיוון החניות, עולים על הג'יפ, מתחילים לנסוע בין אנשים, בין הקנטות עם הג'יפ. איכשהו מצליח לצאת לחניה האחורית, אני רואה חוליה של איזה 30-40 מחבלים עם נשקים מתחילים להיכנס לתוך המתחם ולירות פשוט, ואני רואה אנשים רצים לכיוונים מהיציאות ופשוט נופלים כמו ברווזים. נתתי פרסה, אני רואה את חבר שלי אוהד רץ אליי בפאניקה עם הידיים, חולצה אדומה, מסתכל לי, אומר לי, תעלה אותי לאוטו, תעלה אותי לאוטו. ואז אנחנו רואים ג'יפ צבאי נטוש, דוד, מונה. עם טמבון מפורק, אין חיילים בפנים, אין חיילים מסביב. ראיתי שם נשק עם 16 מקוצר, לקחתי את הנשק, זרקתי אותו אחורה לגלעד, תפעל את המעצור. חבים בין, בין השיחים מגיעים לאיזושהי אנטנה, אלכס פורק מהרכב לדבר עם אשתו, אוהד גם יורד מהרכב, אמרתי להם תשארו קרובים, מגיעה חוליה של מחבלים על שני רכבים ואופנועים, צועקים לנו וואקף וואקף, אני אומר להם תעלו לאוטו, ללי מספיקה לעלות לאוטו, גלעד עולה לאוטו מאחורה, אוהד ואלכס. בורחים מסיכים, משם אני איבדתי איתם את התקשורת, ברחנו מהם, גלי מתקשרת למשטרה, אומרת להם תעלו את האיכון שלנו, אומרים אין לנו, אין לנו דרך, תשכבו על הרצפה, תחפשו מקום מחסה, אמרה לו רודפים אחרינו, אני מסתכל על אלי, אני מסתכל על גלעד, ללי רואה אופנוען, אנחנו מגיעים לכביש עוקף עד בארי, אני לא יכול לתאר את זה אפילו. מגיע לציר, אני רואה חמישה אופנועים חולפים אותי, מחבל מגיע עם אופנוע מול הפרצוף שלי, המחבל מסתכל לי בעיניים והוא צועק על יהוד, על יהוד, התבח על יהוד ואז התחילו עלינו מרדף, אני חותך לו שמאלה בפרצוף, התחלתי לנסוע ימינה שמאלה, יורים עלינו עם הקלרים מאחורה, מנסים לפגוע בנו אני מזגזג עם הג'יפ ימינה שמאלה, להרים עננה לאוויר, כדי שלא יצליחו הצלפים להוריד אותנו והמקלרים, גלעד מקבל רסיס בתוך ה... בראש תיקן, הוא צועק, ירו לי בראש, גילה, תחזיק את הפצע חזק, תלחץ חזק. תוך כדי שאחד האופנועים נצמד אליי, אני נותן לו עם החלק הקדמי של האוטו, עם הטמבון, הבן אדם עף מהאופנוע לתוך התעלה, מישהו אחר מנסה להגיע אליי מצד ימין, אני נותן לו אחת עם הצד של האוטו, מעיף אותו לתוך הגדר, אנחנו מצליחים איכשהו לזגזג, לברוח מהם, נורים רכבים, מרוססים. גופות על הרצפה, אנשים מפורקים לחלקים, אין סיכוי אני נכנס לשם, אין סיכוי. אם לשער, אין נפש חיה. אני לא יודע איך תאר את הסיטואציה הזאת לרגע שאתה מגיע למקום, שאתה רואה את הש"ג, כדורים בתוך השמשה. אנחנו שומעים יריות מתוך היישוב, הגענו לשם עם הג'יפ, התחבאתי איתו מתחת לעצים, מפנים את גילת, מדמם. אנחנו רוצים לתוך איזה מבנה שירותים רעוע, בלי מנעול, שובר את ה... את הזכוכית מכאן, הכנסנו אותם. רגע, יש לנו פה אזעקה. בכל מקרה, 30 מחבלים, התחילו לראות על כל הדלתות, היינו חסרי אונים, הנשק היה זרוק באוטו תקול, אין לנו מה לעשות, נופל עלינו חתיכות של הפירורים, של התקרה, תופסים את הראש למטה חזק, התבצרנו בתוך השירותים האלו במשך 6 שעות של אימה, רק משמיעה, שאתה שומע את הצרחות, שומעים את הטילים, שומעים את היריות של האקדח, את היריות של הקלאצ'ים, שמע ישראל, שמע ישראל, שמע ישראל, כשאני ישראל... שומע מרחוק רכב מגיע, עוצר את האוטו, צעקות, מעיינית אני רואה שני חיילים. עם קסדות, וסטים, נשקים. אני מזהה את, מזה את השפה, את השפה הצה"לית, כאילו, אי אפשר לקחת את זה. עכשיו זה ההזדמנות שלנו לצאת מפה עכשיו. עלינו על האוטו, הכל שרוף, ריח של שרוף, גופות שרופות של רכבים שרופים. הגענו להלומים, הגענו לכוח צה"לי, ירדה לי אבן קטנה מהלב. הצלחנו לפנות את גלעד ואת הפצוע, הם פונו, ופשוט נסעתי ב-150 קמ"ש ולא עניין אותי כלום, פשוט רק רציתי להגיע הביתה. אנשים לא יחזרו להיות מי שהם, גם עם החברים שיחזרו מעבר, מעבר לגבול שלקחו אותם, לא יחזרו להיות אותו דבר. מלא גופות, מלא אנשים פצועים שלא יכולנו לעשות בשבילם כלום. צריך לשתוק על הדבר הזה. A small stone fell from my heart. Damn. I know that was a long video, but well worth taking the time on the show to show you the inside from someone who actually lived through it, and a miracle that he lived through it at all. So, you want to know what actually happened? There's what actually happened. Unbelievable. Keep your head on a swivel, folks. It ain't going to get good. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Sadly. All right. 
There are other things to talk about. Fake news Scalise made the headlines today. Unbelievable. He is, I assume, going to be our next Speaker of the House. What a freaking mistake. Look, I said on yesterday's show, I was quoting Dan Bongino because I'm a big fan, big listener, P1 type level listener with Dan. He's got a great show, comes up after ours at 11 o'clock this morning. Be sure you listen in for that. Check out the Dan Bongino show if you don't already. Chances are you do. Guy's got almost 3 million followers. I've got a 108 or 9 or 10. I don't know, something like that. But anyway, I'm a speck of dust on that scale. But as Dan said, do not be concerned with the personalities. That is so true. Do not worry about the personalities. Jim Jordan, McCarthy, Scalise. It's what's going to get our cause pushed down the field towards the goalpost. Pure evil. Hamas attempts by some on the left to justify what's happening are disgusting. What does this have to do with Scalise? Well, take a listen for, for yourself. yourself. We need to move fast. We need to get this done. And we need to get back to work. Uh, obviously, I've been working with Chairman McCall and others. We have a strong resolution in support of Israel ready to go. Uh, we need to get back on track to express that strong support for Israel, but also to move to make sure they have everything they need to defend themselves. Uh, this war is ongoing. Uh, there's not just Israelis. There are Americans that are dead, uh, possibly held hostage too, working on getting those assessments continued. But this isn't over. This is continuing. We need to be standing with them. We need to get back to work as a Congress. We need. Yeah. Okay, Stevie boy. Whatever. And why was the vote held in private? Why can't we know who our representatives voted for and why? My understanding is there will now be a public vote. But I, I tell you what, when they don't like the rules, they just change them. I'm guessing there must be some sort of reason behind this, but make any sense to me. <sighs> Try not to get bogged down in the details. I, what else? I got a few more things here before we get on with, oh yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I promoted this earlier on the show. The Japanese, when it comes to uh, criminals, the U.S. could learn a huge lesson from the Japanese. Look, I make no bones about it. I am the biggest Japanese fan on the face of the earth. I love everything about this wonderful, amazing country. I mean, I'm an American through and through, but Japan holds a special place in my heart. And now even more. The Japanese government is going to be holding Johnny Somali for 28 days. Now, during those 28 days, they will use sleep deprivation tactics hours upon hours of interrogation to break his mind and force him to confess his crime, which is, at the moment, trespassing. Once he confesses, and the Japanese, by the way, have a 99% conviction rate, 99%, they will then sentence Mr. Johnny to three years in prison and he will stay in prison for three years because there is no early release or good behavior parole in Japan you get sentenced to three years you're doing three years they will then deport him back to America once he finishes his sentence so there you go, pal. F around and find out the hard way. Three years, and that's a hard, final three years. Go Japan! Unless things are just too crazy for you and you just want to escape, you just want to get away from it all, you can, you know. 
not just the country you're living in. You can get away from the whole planet. Not kidding. NASA will allow private astronauts on the US, uh, International Space Station. You might want to check your bank balance before you say, take me, though. It costs between $11,250 and $22,500 a day. Oh, and by the way, that doesn't include the cost of getting there. Yeah. <laughs> be kind of cool, though, wouldn't it? That'd be cool as hell. Thursday morning, NASA held a press conference announcing the ISS now open for business. Previously, commercial organizations have only been able to use ISIS for research purposes, but now NASA is letting them use it to make a profit in low Earth orbit. We're marketing these opportunities as we've never done before, says NASA's Chief Financial Officer, Jeff DeWitt. Wow. Space Agency has a new directive that allows commercial manufacturing and production to occur on the ISS, as well as marketing activities. Wow. Approved activities have to go to a link to NASA's missions, stimulate the development of a LEO economy, or actually require a zero-G environment. And there is a price list. It's available. There's a link in the article, which is in our show notes. Be prepared. The cheapest cargo option, $3,000 a kilo to get it out there. An additional $3,000 per kilo to dispose of it in the trash once you're done. <laughs> if you want it back again, that'll be $6,000 a kilo. Return fee. Round-trip prices are more expensive if you need power or life support on the way home. Now, it's calling them private astronaut missions. Regenerative life support, toilet access, that's a snip at 11250 per crew day. The crew supplies option, which is 22500 a day, more hospitable. Uh, as it does food, air, crew provisions, supplies, medical kit, and exercise equipment. <laughs> so there you go. You want to have a little vacation aboard the International Space Station? You can do it. Open up your checkbook, because it ain't going to be cheap. show has been so much of a downer today. I really needed something to make you smile. And I think I found that. <laughs> we always like to, just before we go to our book, have uh, something to make you laugh or smile or go, oh, well, this is proof that even babies know the truth about the ridiculousness of face diapers, masks. I've rallied about it before on this show. You know where I stand. Masks are scientifically proven to be absolutely freaking useless. They are pure bullshit and do nothing. Well, in this case, even babies understand. Watch. It's worth watching again. Boom. Very nice. Very nice, kid. You tell mom her face diaper is a waste of time. I love it. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Let's move it on over. Huh? We read books on this show. I know it's a, kind of an odd thing for this kind of a conservative politics, podcast, trendy news sort of show, but I love reading. I love encouraging you to read. I love encouraging, most important, you to get your kids to read. So one of the ways we do that is by reading. We've done classic children's literature from the very beginning, 469 shows ago, 
Uh, we did The Jungle Book, The Wizard of Oz, The Little Prince, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan. Then a viewer suggested we try George Orwell. Abso-freaking-lutely, we read our way through 1984 and then followed that up with Animal Farm. And now, it's William Golding's first published in 1954, Lord of the Flies, which, wow, amazing book. You know, this is one of those books that you were supposed to have read as a child, you know, growing up, teenager, whatever, like Treasure Island. I will tell you that I've never read this book before, and I don't pre-read, so... As I see the words on the page, I'm reading them. You are hearing them for the first time, too, unless you read the book before. So, without any further ado, although we have no idea what ado is, we're going to move on. We're about mm, a good third to halfway through William Golding's Lord of the Flies, and uh, we will continue that. We're having a very heavy, important meeting at night on the island. The little ones pushed Percival forward and then left him by himself. He stood knee-deep in the central grass, looking at his hidden feet, trying to pretend he was in a tent. Ralph remembered another small boy who'd stood like this and flinched away from the memory. He'd pushed the thought down and out of sight, where only some positive reminder like this could bring it to the surface. There'd been no further numbering of the little ones, partly because there was no means of ensuring all of them were accounted for, and partly because Ralph knew the answer to at least one question Piggy had asked on the mountaintop. There were little boys, fair, dark, freckled, all dirty, but their faces were all dreadfully free of major blemishes. No one had seen the mulberry-colored birthmark again, but that time, Piggy had coaxed and bullied, tactically admitting that he remembered the unmentionable. Ralph nodded to Piggy. Go on, ask him. Piggy knelt, holding the conch. Now then, what is your name? The small boy twisted away into his tent. Piggy turned helplessly to Ralph, who spoke sharply. What is your name? Tormented by the silence and the refusal, the assembly broke into a chant. What is your name? What is your name? Quiet! Ralph peered at the child in the twilight. Now tell us, what is your name? Percival Wemmys Madison, the vicarage. Harcourt St. Anthony's, Hans, telephone, telephone, tele... as if this information were rooted far down in the springs of sorrow. The little one wept. His face puckered. The tears leaped from his eyes. His mouth opened until they could see a square black hole. At first he was a silent effigy of sorrow. But then the lamentation rose out of him, loud and sustained as the conch. Shut up, you! Shut up! Percival Wemmys Madison would not shut up. A spring had been tapped, far beyond the reach of authority or even physical intimidation. The crying went on, breath after breath, seemed to sustain him upright as if he were nailed to it. Shut up! Shut up! For now, the little ones were no longer silent. They were reminded of their personal sorrows, perhaps found themselves to share in a sorrow that was universal. And they began to cry in sympathy, two of them almost as loud as Percival. Maurice saved them, he cried out, Look at me! He pretended to fall over. He rubbed his rump, sat on the twister, so that he fell on the grass. He downed badly, but Percival and the others noticed, sniffed, and laughed. Presently, they were all laughing so absurdly that the biggins joined in. 
Jack was the first to make himself heard. He'd not got the conch and thus spoke against the rules, but nobody minded. And what about the beast? Something strange was happening to Percival. He yawned and staggered so that Jack seized and shook him. Where does the beast live? Percival sagged in Jack's grip. That's a clever beast, said Piggy, jeering, if it can hide on this island. Jack's been everywhere. Where could a beast live? Beast my foot. Percival muttered something, and the assembly laughed again. And Ralph leaned forward. What does he say? Jack listened to Percival's answer and then let go of him. Percival, released, surrounded by the comfortable presence of humans, fell in the long grass and went to sleep. Jack cleared his throat, then reported casually, He says the beast comes out of the sea. The last laugh died away. Ralph turned involuntarily a black humped figure against the lagoon. The assembly looked at him, considered the vast stretches of water, the high sea beyond, unknown indigo of infinite possibility, heard silently the sough and whisper from the reef. Maurice spoke so loudly they jumped. Daddy said they haven't found all the animals in the sea yet. Argument started again. Ralph held out the glimmering conch, and Maurice took it obediently, and the meeting subsided. I mean, when Jack says you can be frightened because people are frightened anyway, that's all right. But when he says there's only pigs on the island, I expect he's right, but, but he doesn't know, not really, not certainly, I mean, Maurice took a breath. My daddy says there's things, what do you call them, that make ink? Uh, squids. They're hundreds of yards long and eat whales whole. He paused again and laughed gaily. I don't believe in the beast, of course. As Piggy says, life's scientific, but we don't know, do we? Not certainly, I mean. Someone shouted, a squid couldn't come up out of the water. Could couldn't. In a moment, the platform was full of arguing, gesticulating shadows. To Ralph, seated, this seemed the breaking up of sanity. Fear, beasts, no general agreement, the fire was all important, and when one tried to get things straight, the argument sheared off, bringing up fresh, unpleasant matter. He could see a whiteness in the gloom near him, so he grabbed it from Maurice and blew as loudly as he could. The assembly was shocked into silence. Simon was close to him, laying hands on the conch. Simon felt a perilous necessity to speak. But to speak in assembly was a terrible thing to him. Maybe, he said hesitantly, Maybe there is a beast. The assembly cried out savagely, and Ralph stood up in amazement. You, Simon? You believe in this? I don't know, said Simon. His heartbeats were choking him, but the storm broke. Sit down. Shut up. Take the conch. Sod you. Shut up, Ralph shouted. Hear him. Hear him. He's got the conch. What I mean is, maybe it's only us. Nuts. That was from Piggy, shocked out of decorum. Simon went on. We could be sort of... Simon became inarticulate in his effort to express mankind's essential illness. Inspiration came to him. What is the dirtiest thing there is? As an answer, Jack dropped into the uncomprehending silence that followed. The one crude expressive syllable. Release was immense. 
Those little ones who climbed back on the twister fell off again and did not mind. The hunters were screaming with delight. Simon's effort fell about him in ruins. The laughter beat him cruelly, and he shrank away defenseless to his seat. At last the assembly was silent again. Someone spoke out of turn. Maybe he means it's some sort of ghost. Ralph lifted the conch, peered into the gloom. The lightest thing was the pale beach. Surely the little ones are nearer. Yes, there was no doubt about it. They were huddled into a tight knot of bodies in the central grass. A flurry of wind made the palms talk, and the noise seemed very loud now that the darkness and the silence made it so noticeable. Two gray trunks rubbed each other with an evil speaking that no one had noticed by day. Piggy took the conch out of his hands. His voice was indignant. I don't believe in no ghosts. Ever. Jack was up too, unaccountably angry. Who cares what you believe, fatty? I got the conch. There was a sound of a brief tussle. The conch moved to and fro. You give me that conch back. Ralph pushed between them, got a thump on the chest. He wrestled the conch from someone and sat down breathlessly. There's too much talk about ghosts. We ought to have left all this for daylight. A hushed and anonymous voice broke in. Perhaps that's what the bee beast is. A ghost. The assembly was shaken as if by a wind. It's too much talking out of turn, Ralph said, because we can't have proper assemblies if you don't stick to the rules. He stopped again. The careful plan of this assembly had broken down. What do you want me to say then? I was wrong to call this assembly so late? We'll have a vote on them, on ghosts, I mean, and then we'll go to the shelters because we're all tired. No, Jack, is it? Wait a minute. I'll say here and now that I don't believe in ghosts, or I don't think I do, but I don't like the thought of them. Not now that is in the dark, but we were going to decide what's what. He raised the conch for a moment. Very well then, I suppose what's what is whether there are ghosts or not? He thought for a moment, formulating the question. Who thinks there may be ghosts? For a long time there was silence, no apparent movement. Then Ralph peered into the gloom and made out the hands. He spoke flatly. I see. The world, that understandable and lawful world, was slipping away. Once there was this and that, and now the ship had gone. The conch was snatched from his hands, and Piggy's voice shrilled, I didn't vote for no ghosts. He whirled around on the assembly. Remember that, all of you. They heard him stamp. What are we, humans or animals or savages? What grown-ups are going to think? Going off hunting pigs, letting fires out, and now a shadow fronted him tempestuously. You shut up, you fat slug. There was a moment's struggle, and the glimmering conch jiggled up and down, and Ralph leapt to his feet. Jack, Jack, you haven't got the conch. You let him speak. Jack's face swam near him. And you shut up. Who are you anyway? Sitting there telling people what to do. You can't hunt. You can't sing. I'm chief. And I was chosen. Why should choosing make any difference? Just giving orders that don't make any sense. Piggies got the conch. That's right. 
favor Piggy as you always do. Jack! Jack's voice sounded in bitter mimicry. Jack! Jack! The rules! shouted Ralph. You're breaking the rules! Who cares? Ralph summoned his wits. Because the rules are the only thing we've got. But Jack was shouting against him. Bollocks to the rules. We're strong. We hunt. If there's a beast, we'll hunt it down. We'll close in and beat and beat and beat. He gave a wild whoop and left down to the pale sand. At once, the platform was full of noise and excitement. Scrambling, screams, laughter. The assembly shredded away became a decursive and random scatter from the palms to the water and away along the beach. Beyond night sight, Ralph found his cheek touching the conch and took it from Piggy. What's grown-ups gonna say, Piggy cried again. Look at him. The sound of mock hunting Hysterical laughter and real terror came up from the beach. Sounds like a good spot. We'll pop it off there and begin again on tomorrow morning's show at 10 o'clock with Lord of the Flies. Wow, long, long bit tonight, but good story. Totally into that. Very cool. Hope you're enjoying it. Hey, don't forget, please hit that follow button over there. It really helps the show out a lot. It's free for you. Sign up for a free Rumble account. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much. All of our great deals from our sponsors. You'll also find that in our show notes. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Please, tomorrow, like I said, don't fear fear. Keep your head on a swivel. Be aware of your surroundings. Probably avoid popular public places if you can, just for a day or two or three. But uh, most important, keep your head on a swivel and don't fear fear. Be prepared, but don't fear fear. All right, my friends, God willing, I'll see you again tomorrow morning. Thanks so much for popping by and enjoy the rest of your day.